Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek III, The Search for Spock, one minute at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, David Stoker. And I'm the other co-host, Chris LaSalle. Hello, Chris. Hey, Dave. How you doing? All's well. And today, we are joined once again from our friends at the Lord of the Rings Minute, Cassandra and Norm. Hi. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you guys? We are good. Or I, good to be, I'll speak for good. myself and say I'm good. <laughs> You're good. I'm happy to be actually talking about, you know, new movie. Yes. Right? It's been the first two, first two weeks is just like, you know, rehash of Wrath of Khan and credits. And so I'm just excited to be in, in the meat of this thing. So yes. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. So we're moving on to minute number eight. And this minute starts with Kirk saying, how much refit time till we can take her out again? And this ends with Kirk riding in the turbo lift, looking very melancholy. Yes. Yes. So he like I leans a, up against the wall. Yes. He's. I want to start okay. with the first line, though. He says, your timing is excellent, Mr. Scott. How much refit time till we take, can take her out of here? Is he planning on being the commander of the Enterprise again? Of course he is. He's Kirk. <laughs> yeah. He's home. Well, because he's an admiral, like he only, based on the last movie, he took it over when they, you know, he went to Spock and had a whole big conversation about it. Like, and, you know, the the senior officer takes command. Now they're home. Wouldn't they get another captain? I, w- I would think, I think it's a good question because, you know, there is a little bit of like his motivation, like, you know, why does he want to take, take her back out again, right? He lost Spock, I think we learned yeah. later he wants to go back to Genesis, but for 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 different reasons than ulti- than what ultimately unfolds. Um, it's yeah. So what is it? Is it he just wanted? Is is it the you know the old explorer in him coming back you know to the surface and like hey, there's a, a brand new planet out there, and I just want to be part of it, be on the scene, and you know, uh, exploring something new, just like the old five year mission. Is is that what it is? I, I definitely think that's part of it. You know, the idea that you climb the mountain because it's there. Well, I, I actually had a question about that because um, when he's talking to, to Scotty and Scotty gives him the diagnostic, like it'll take him eight weeks. Um, and then he says, but you don't have eight weeks, so I'll do it in two. So like, what is the, what is his time? Like, what is the, the timetable for that? Like, why doesn't he have eight weeks? You've led into my second question. Um, why the time frame? Yeah. Like what is what is so important? Is it is it he needs to get he wants to command the ship and go back to Genesis? Is that what he was referring to when he wanted an update from Uhura about the Genesis project? Because he wants to get there, refit the Enterprise, and then head right back out. It's a little awkward. I think it's all just hinting at like what the plot point's gonna become. A little bit, yeah. I think it's a little clunky here, like what they're trying to do, and I feel like we, the audience, are not privy to conversations that may have happened off screen. Yeah. Right. right. And I and we're going to learn more about those conversations, like, within the next 15 minutes or so. Right, yeah. Maybe. Something right. like that. Well, it's interesting. One of the things, guys, we've talked about um, early on uh, was the, the comic book adaptation 
and the novelization by Vonda McIntyre and the stuff we're watching right now, this, this, the beginning of the film is actually on page 80 of the novel. Oh wow! And there's mm. all sorts of stuff that happens ahead of time, but not, but it, even that doesn't explain it. I, I would still have the same questions on page 80. Like, well, why, yeah, why are they going back out? Um, Cause most of the beginning of the book is everybody individually dealing with their grief uh, kind of on a more deeper level with, you know, what happened to, both in the battle with Khan and what happened to Spock and the other crew members and Peter Preston. And, um, I want to read so this. It's really interesting. It's really good. It's, it, it, there's a lot of it in there that I wish they'd put in the film. Cause it just, it adds just another, another layer that I think the film could use. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but even that, like I said, there's no answers to the questions we're asking right now. It's like, right, yeah, yeah. What, I, what's his motivation? What, why? And what, what did he? What were he and Scotty talking about that they needed to get back out there as quickly as possible? So this is. I have a silly. I have a silly explanation for this, okay. and it's that the title of the movie is "Search for Spock." Yeah. So they're just expecting you as the audience to go, "Oh, they want to head back out because the movie is called Search so for Spock." It's like yeah. meta. It's like meta. A meta conversation. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's. that's but I don't like the title. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the title either. I feel like it gives too much away. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, at the time, people are just like, they're not going to leave Leonard Nimoy dead. <laughs> Imagine if they did. That would be amazing. Well, then I wouldn't have my favorite Star Trek movie. That's, yeah. Is this your favorite Star Trek movie? Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. Oh, very cool. You're, I guess you're our first guest anyway, so we haven't had a chance to ask everybody. But um, <laughs> So uh, this is your favorite. Well, so you want to rank them while we're talking about it? If this is your favorite, oh. what's your <laughs> Okay. Now you open the floodgates. Yeah, because no, I want to know. Ranking is hard. Ranking is hard. So six is my least – no, six isn't my least favorite one. Four is my least favorite one. What? Are uh, you kidding me? <laughs> no yeah, way. I don't really, I don't really like uh, I don't really like Voyage Home. I haven't seen it in a long time. Oh I think I've never heard anyone rank one. that one last. I'm offended, and I don't even uh, like that movie as much as like most people do. <laughs> so, for like from the from the bottom to the top, it'd be like four, six, five, one, two, three. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. Controversial. <laughs> so this has been Star Trek <laughs> Minute. We're gonna we're gonna need yeah. some new guests here. <laughs> like this is my you favorite one. <laughs> like, this is my favorite one, and I really like Wrath of Khan, and I've always really liked the first one. You're yep. Weird. First one's a thing unto itself, right? But you yeah, like this one. You you like this one more than Wrath of Khan. I do, uh, and a lot of that has to do with how much I have always adored the performance of DeForest Kelly in this movie. Mm. Okay. Yeah. What was the first Star Trek film you saw in the theaters? The reboot. Yeah, me too. The reboot. Whoa. Okay, so we're young. You guys are like um, kids. <laughs> I wanted like Generations and First Contact and all that came out when I was in like when I was pretty young, and my dad wanted to go see it in theaters, but my mom didn't, so we didn't go. <laughs> so that's that's kind right. of how that went down. I remember the TV premiere of First Contact when it aired on TV for the first time on. And they made like a big deal out of it. First contact, so good. I think that, that's the that's the first Star Trek movie I remember watching. Mm. Is okay. First Contact, uh, and that then I saw the, the original Star Trek movie probably not too long after that. 
Well, Dave's not going to be talking to us for the rest of the show, I think. Cause, uh, no, everyone's everyone's entitled to their opinion, <laughs> no matter how wrong they are. Uh, <laughs> but I, wait, I Dave. will admit that Wrath of Khan is like the best one technically. Like from like. But no, you gave Norman. You gave a solid. You gave a solid reason. Yep, no, that's yeah. That's, I, that's, I, I, I think that's great. Yeah, we're just teasing. We. No. Um, and, and I and I do agree. I believe that DeForest Kelly's um, performance in this is amazing. Mm. But there are I have other issues with this movie beyond that. That's why I don't necessarily rank this in my top three. <laughs> Dave, where is where is sorry? Since we're talking about the Voyage Home, right? So is that your second favorite, Dave? That's my second favorite one. Okay, so that's why you're yes, Andrew, okay, got it. <laughs> I caused Dave to sulk. It's oh, fine. No. Yes. <laughs> Um, well, while we're on the topic, I know this is usually we save this for the end of the episode, but we're, we're here. So, Cassandra, what about you? What was what's your what, if you're going to rank the films? Oh well, the problem with that is I haven't seen all of them. Um, okay, but of the ones that I've seen, I'm definitely a Wrath of Khan person. Um, Wrath okay. of Khan's definitely my favorite. Um, I like Voyage Home for its like shenanigans. Um, I'm not as much of a like. If I had to choose what Star Trek movie I'm going to watch, it's going to be Wrath of Khan all the time. Or mm. First Contact, because First Contact is just the right amount of like serious camp. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. And it's it's hard to, to pick which one I don't like as far as motion picture or this one uh, more. But I think they're like tied as far as the original ones that I've seen. Okay. Um, you know, you just you just mentioned you just you just said camp, didn't you? Yes. When you're so, <clears throat> I uh, I'll, I'll talk about it now. I probably could have saved it for the next film, but uh, I talked about it a lot last season. We were yeah. in Ravicon and talking about the humor yeah. in the films as we go along. That the the humor is really understated in Ravicon, and in this one, it's going to be a little more. It's going to be more overt. And then you mm. know, number four is just you know, it's in your face. Yes. <laughs> and. And I struggle, and I and I I was struggling with it. And I've struggled with it, and and I actually during this hiatus, you know, been doing just more research for Star Trek. I've been going back and watching um, uh, all of the series in bits and pieces, and mm-hmm. and it kind of clicked for me. And I'm like, well, part of the part of the the joy of Star Trek is its campiness. Yeah. Yes. And I kind of forgot about that. I think I was, I think I was taking all the seriousness that is like wrath of Khan. And I kind of turned that into my core. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd forgotten that. Well, that's, it's just part of the, the series and part of Star Trek itself. Um, and it kind of it made me feel like a weight lifted. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> it's going to be okay. That's right. The movies, they can be funny. It's okay to be funny because yeah. It's back there. It's in its core. It's in the original stuff. Yeah, comedy yeah, definitely... is so important to the original series. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. But I feel like, and I agree with you a little bit there, Chris. With four, it sort of they started to they started something that I feel like they almost couldn't stop because when they move into five, I feel like it snowballs. And with the you know, it's not even just that; it's also including a lot of the Shakespeare quotes. And well, Shakespeare in the original Klingon is you know much better, you know that sort of stuff. And then by the time you get to six, it becomes this big, huge thing, and it's like it almost is. I feel like that could have sunk that movie completely. Like to me, the it's not. I don't enjoy six for the dialogue. That's not why I enjoy six. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're gonna have to save this stuff because I'm like, what, what, what? Talk about four. <laughs> talk about six. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, let's, let's bring it back I to the humor. Getting people way ahead of themselves. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's all right. This is good. Offhand, that this was my favorite one. This is what I've done. <laughs> let's bring it back to the humor of Mr. Scott saying, "Hey, I'll do it for you in two. And Kirk asking the question of, "Do you always multiply your estimates by a factor of four? And he delivers that great line. Yeah, how else would I keep my reputation as a miracle worker? Oh, that's so good. This so is perfect, good. Scotty. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a what? Go ahead, what? Go ahead, Chris. Uh, I was about to praise it some more. Are you going to like give it, no, give him a hard time? No, I'm not. I think it's a great line. Is this the <laughs> first time Scotty's ever referenced the miracle worker? Oh, I was actually. I had a question about that too. Because like, I don't. I, it obviously is not in one and two. They they reference it in four, I think in six, and I know they reference it again in the reboots mm-hmm. about him being a miracle worker. I do not ever remember. I remember uh, probably ten times in the show him saving their butts, but I don't ever remember anyone actually saying, "You're a miracle worker." Uh, I I don't either specifically, and I but I was assuming I had that in my notes. I I almost went to go look and I. Got lazy. Well, I did. But I'm assuming, I, I, oh, did yeah, you go back and see if it's referenced? So, so, so I went back and looked, but I couldn't find any reference in the shows that he did. It just sort of references that he has that reputation. Like that was just a thing. But no one ever really pinpointed exactly when he got that reputation. Huh. He just always had it. He's that good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just came with him. Uh, see, I, I could almost hear like, you know, young Kirk saying, Scotty, you're a miracle worker. You know, thanks again. Mm-hmm. Roll the credits. And, it, and it may be that may be a thing that I need to go back and watch the show again, <laughs> which I have no problem doing <laughs> for scientific purposes. Yes, there you go. The Research. <laughs> All right, so we're moving along. What do we got? So Mr. Sulu asks uh, Sulu to take the con. He's going to go be in his quarters, um, and we uh, get introduced to our first new character of the movie trainee foster um he's asking if he's if they're planning a ceremony when they get in you know maybe a reception and so uh i did a little research on trainee foster or did dave did you have some 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 stuff on him i didn't i just more or less was like dude really (laughs) like (laughs) i I half expect kirk to be saying like really buddy like that's what we're gonna we're gonna talk about a reception i mean he sort of says it but he's like He's more polite about it, but you that's what that's I feel. A young guy, you know, he's he's hungry for glory. Yeah. Oh, I I get it, but I mean, they just went through hell and back. I don't think that's the first thing I would have thought about, like coming in. I feel like I recognize that's... that guy. Oh, you do recognize that guy. Can I tell you why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> you may remember him from. No, well, actually, so. Uh, yeah, so his his actor is uh, Phil Morris. Um, okay, I know him from I, my first. I know him from he was Jackie Childs on Seinfeld. Oh, the, the oh yeah, on Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, totally was, see it now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but was digging into his into his uh, um, filmography. He actually his acting debut was on Star Trek: The Original Series in season one. He was in the episode Miri, which was uh, – uh, he was a 
one of a group of kids that were all on. I think the, the it was hmm. a planet where all the adults had died. Oh yeah, that's right. As they get older, they all turn yeah. into the creatures or whatever. Yeah, that's all. yeah. And so the kids are like three hundred years old or something like that. He's one of the kids. He and his sister are, one, are some of the kids on that planet. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then I guess he's also been in he's been in an episode of Deep Space Nine and he was also an episode of Voyager. So he's been oh, all over Star Trek. Wow. That's awesome. Good for him. Yeah. I I just I can't just shake this feeling. I've seen him in like another big movie, but I just don't know what it is. Maybe he just looked a lot like somebody else. I don't know. I don't have his full filmography in front of me, but maybe he maybe he has been. It's quite possible. So going back to Dave, you know, have an attitude or whatever and uh you know asking this question is mm. going to be a hero's welcome i think it's a good question to ask too because do you think do you think the enterprise going home is going home at, as a successful mission or as a failed mission so i have thoughts about that because how how many people know how many people know what happened like obviously Khan in itself is a thing because he didn't tell people about Khan. He just mm. did it. And oh. and the whole reason they went out there was for a disturbance at Regula. It wasn't for Khan. It was a different reason. And obviously he has to report into Starfleet Command and be like, this is what happened. Like, we lost, you know, Spock when we, you know, this is... So, how many people really know, like, I, I guess I find that question not necessarily insulting, but I find it like very out of place for what has happened and the fact that n- not everyone on Earth and even in Starfleet may know what has happened. So you don't think it was? You don't think it was? He, I'm thinking the trainee is like, well, hey, we we participated in creating a brand new planet, so we're going to be heroes. There is that, yes. But again, but Gen- also- Genesis was, was a top secret project that even people didn't have access to, and Kirk had to give his retina scan to get access to. Mm. So that's a whole other element to the p- why people may not know. Maybe um, the reason, I know we were talking a little bit about it last minute with um, Kirk's question about um, the Genesis inquiries, but like maybe his, his like briefing for Starfleet included some of that. Because mm-hmm. um, at this point, I don't think it would make sense for all of this to be top secret, at least in Kirk's mind, because they have been through hell and they just want like they just want to go home and they want people to know what they did. So I don't know. I guess it depends on like how much Starfleet let like the average cadet, I guess, or whatever, like know about what, what went down with the Enterprise. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Kirk's response is is a good one. I mean, he's basically pointed and like, you know, you know, you want to, you know, we did a good job. You want a hero's welcome? Well, you know what? We're not getting one, but mm-hmm. we sh- we certainly paid for it. Like that sort of like, he's not mad, but he's definitely makes it known that that's you know the last thing on his mind right now. Right. I had a note here, kind of snarky, you know. He said, this time we paid for the party with our dearest blood. My note was, what about all the other people that have died over the years (laughs) under his command? (laughs) Shoot to kill. Right? All those red shirts and all, you know, they they lose crew members. He's lost, uh, you know, he's in, in the motion picture. He lost 
the 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 captain, right? The the yeah. captain. It's two captains of the Enterprise under him. That Spock and uh, Decker. They were both captains of the Enterprise. That's not a good both track record. <laughs> That's not a good record. Yeah. Um, so I, I just yeah I, I, I understand what they're Your going for. Not Kirk. Kirk. You shouldn't sit in that chair. <laughs> right. It's cursed. <laughs> it's cursed. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, so he gets in the gets in the turbo lift and um, has that pretty cool reaction. Uh, you know, it's a I think it's a good little bit of acting on Chatner's part. No dialogue, and you know, I'm like, is he about to cry? He's trying to stop himself from crying. It's just you can see him. He's he's uh he's been holding it together in front of the crew, but he's alone now. And yeah, the facade has fallen. Yeah. He's- putting on a face for everyone else. And as soon as he's alone, he's like, Oh my God, the grief. Yeah. Uh, and I did have a note that the, uh, good sound design on the turbo lift. You can hear it really well. Yeah. <laughs> Just sounds really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had one last thing. Um, uh, I could have saved it for, for the next minute, but there is a, um, in the, uh, I, I'm going to use these all interchangeably in the script, in the comic adaptation and novelization. There's an additional, there's an additional moment that happens here uh, on the turbo lift. Uh, they, it's, it clearly gets cut. It's um, um, Kirk's heading to his quarters, and the the turbo lift stops um, on some some deck. And uh, McCoy gets onto the turbo lift, but he's all out of it. Mm. Um, he asks Kirk where we're going, and he's like, "What are you asking?" And Kirk's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "We're going to be in Earth in two hours." And McCoy says, then we're heading in the wrong direction. And uh, huh. and uh, he's like, you know, Bones, don't do this to me. I'm, this is Jim. It's me, your friend. And, uh, and McCoy responds, and I have been and always shall be yours. Hmm. And, of course, you know, Kirk's like, what the hell? And freaks out. He's like, that's not cool. What, you know, yeah. you know, you need to get back, get yourself together. You know, he's, he's assuming McCoy's, you know, he's got his own grief going on with, with the loss of Spock. But, uh, right. Uh, clearly that's, you know, one of the first hints of something's awry with, with McCoy. So I think that would have worked. I would have, I wouldn't have mind seeing that, that brief little odd moment. Uh, Would have given us a little too much too fast. Maybe that's why it it might have, but Yeah, I, I I I do want to talk about that too as we go along. Is you know how much when when are we the audience supposed to have clued in to like I know what's going on, mm-hmm. but, you know? Yeah, do we though? Like they're searching for Spock, but do we know? Like when we sit down, like they're searching for Spock, like or in the metaphysical speaking of yeah, they're searching it's... for another Spock or a replacement for Spock. Right, or remembering Spock, yeah. or like a week, you know, that kind of, uh, you're right, because the trailers, you know, there's nothing There's nothing about Spock in the trailers other than the title. Right. Um, it looks like a you know, big action movie and um, more good stuff. This is, this is good. This guy, so I'm out, of, I'm out of notes here again, guys, and I, how about you? Anyone else have things they want to chat about? Um, I just really like the way he delivers that that last line before he gets into the lift. Like I like how, I like how lyrical the line is. And I also just, it's so, uh, overdramatic, but it's just the right amount of overdramatic, I think. Um, and I feel like very few people can pull that off. And Shatner does that here. And it's really impressive. 
Oh yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah, and it's not in the <clears throat> it's not in the you know that the, the we were just I think we were talking about it off offline, right? The you know the the Shatner cadence of mm-hmm. delivering his lines, but yeah, it's just it's it's almost throwaway. You know the way he says it, he's almost talking to himself. That's the way it kind of comes across. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree. It is really well delivered. It feels like the end of a scene in a play. Like he says mm-hmm. it, and then he walks off sk- off stage, and then like you turn the page, and it's like a new scene. Yeah. That's almost literally what happens here. I mean, yeah. yeah, but yeah. Like, You're exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if they nice. had a stage play of Search for Spock, yeah. I feel like that's what would happen. Like the transition, <laughs> the color fades out, and the page turns, yeah, and then yeah, we're in yeah. the next scene. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, any other notes? Uh, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Nope. All good. Okay. All right. Well, then, um, uh, folks, we're, we will, uh, if you want to help, want to find us online, um, you can find us on all the social media outlets. We're on Twitter. Uh, our handle's at Star Trek Minute. Um, we have uh, changed everything over from the old the old uh, address of Rathacon Minute. So it's at Star Trek Minute on Twitter, on Instagram, and we're also on, on Tumblr now. So, so posting things on Tumblr. So feel free to check us out there. Um, and we're going to be back again here on Friday with Minute 9 of Star Trek 3 here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.